Hello, everybody. Welcome to Catfish Weekly, episode 42. Tonight, we're going to talk bucket list catfishing. Uh, basically, where all we want to where all we want to fish, and maybe who we want to fish with, or anything like that, before we uh, kick the bucket. And so, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and hand it over to Chuck to start it, and start telling us where you want to fish at there, Chuck. Um, well, there's some places that I would love to go to in the United States, but my dream spot would be. Um, down in Brazil on the Amazon River, uh, I'd like to go down and uh, get some, you know, get a guide, probably some locals. I wouldn't want to get any American guide that had moved down there and, you know, set up shop. I would like to get some local guys that's been fishing their whole life and, uh, you know, spend a week with them and go out and, you know, just go target all different species of catfish down there. Um, but you know that's probably uh, very much undoable. But uh, you know the United States. Um, you know I've I've always wanted to um, you know get up around the Red River, maybe even cross into the Canadian side and you know go after some monster-sized channel cats. Um, you know that's something I hadn't been able to knock off my list yet. Uh, you know, I've got some pretty nice flatheads and blues. The largest uh, channel cat, 17 pounds. Um, but, you know, I really, I, I want to go after, I want to go after, you know, the, the Goliath-sized channel cats. Um, you know, that's my, my number one uh, on my bucket list. Where, where did you catch a 17-pound channel cat at there, Chuck? Uh, we got a lake called Highland Lake. Uh, it's the highest lake that's in Alabama. Um, it was dammed up in 1947, and it's an upper lake to another lake called Inland Lake, which that's where the state record 40-pound channel cat was caught. Um, it's never there's never been any blue cats or anything uh, released into these waters, and uh, back in the 40s they released. Uh, all kind of species of uh, bluegill. Uh, you can even catch the, uh, the the orange and black tiger stripe looking perch. They look like a you know the size of a cigar and bigger. Uh, yeah. th those are up in there, and uh, the channel cats get really big in that lake. I've heard of a lot bigger ones. Uh, yeah, but you know I've caught ten and twelve pounders in there, but the seventeen was my largest. There's some uh, really uh, some really nice camouflaged uh, flatheads in there also. They were, uh, you know, the a calico uh, house cat with a brown and black uh, spotted flatheads out of there that you know had about the similar designs on their uh, camo jobs. They were cats too. We got a uh, old Robert Burgesson chat says he wants to fish. Uh, Spain, the Amazon, and Wheeler Lake. And uh, Harden, Hart, John Harden says he wants to fish the Mississippi River. You guys that are in chat right now, you guys uh, start posting up on there where you want to fish, what you want to fish for, who you want to fish with. Uh, you know, we're, we're just kind of just shooting the crap again tonight, you know, just talking, you know, where we want to fish at. 
Um, you know. So, Lyle, what about yourself? Where Where are some places you're thinking that you'd want to hit? Um. Well, I want to. Uh, I want to fish Wheeler. I want to fish uh, the Potomac. I want to fish. Uh, what's that? Santee Cooper. Um. Of course, I, I feel very fortunate to to be uh, 11 miles from the Mississippi River and uh, an hour and a half from uh, the Melvin Price Dam. But uh, uh, you know, those those are some places that that I want to make happen. Uh, I feel like those are all obtainable to me. Um, I also would like to go to fish the Amazon River. Uh, now I know they're the what I think they're called parabane uh, catfish that's down there, uh, but what I would be interested in is red tails. Uh, I think them red tail cats are just gorgeous. A uh, hundred pounder would be uh, very doable, and I would just you know that's something I would like to do. And you know while I was down there, I you know I'm not much of a bass fisherman, don't have much time for that stuff, but I wouldn't mind catching one of those. Uh, uh, peacocks while I was down there, and I don't mean one of them like down in Florida that's about the size of a, a, a the you know a largemouth bass. If I'm going to catch one, I want to catch one of them that weighs 25, 30 pounds. But uh, really, if I was down uh, in the Amazon, I, I see no reason to ever not fish for the red tails. Uh, that would be that would be my goal is to fish for a hundred pound red tail and. Uh, they're just they're just awesome looking fish, and uh, I, I think that'd be a great great deal of fun. Um, I I've been up north, um, Chuck, and and I believe me, I understand exactly what you're saying about them channel cat. Them, them things are bad to the bone. I would like to go up on the Red River into Canada, blow the Lockport Dam, and fish sometime. I've not been there. I have fished the Red River. Um, Mendota and, and Cherokee Lake in Wisconsin is another good choice for uh, uh, giant channel cat. That's where I caught my personal best, which was 29 pounds, and uh, uh, it was just amazing. Uh, it, it's unbelievable how hard them things can fight, especially uh, in a lake in two foot of water where there's no current. It's just unbelievable. Uh, but Wheeler Lake... Uh, for some reason, I want to fish it really bad. As far as I'm concerned, there's no better place to fish for blue cat than the Mississippi River. I, I hear everything about them and all this, but uh, year after year after year, there's just lots and lots of 100-pounders pull out of St. Louis area, and I don't see that anywhere else in them kind of numbers. So uh, Wheeler is, is definitely a place I want to go. and. Uh, uh, I want to go out and, and fish the Potomac. I want to go out there and, and fish it with Bobby Vargas and Ray Stitcher and, and uh, Vince Rogers and uh, the Potomac River fishing guys and all them guys. You know, uh, I just I just think that would be so much fun. And they got a lot of good quality fish out there, and and I think that'd be a blast. So, uh, uh, you know, that's that's kind of on my list. Uh, you know, I, for the last two or three years, Cindy and I made plans to go out there and fish the Potomac and Santee and um, what's that other river that's out there, that big river? James uh, River. James River. You know, we, we wanted to make a, a trip out there for about a couple of weeks and and uh, see a bunch of people out there and fish all that stuff while we's out there. And every time something comes up, and we don't get to make the trip. So um, usually it's tournaments and such, but. 
hopefully uh, this year or next we'll get to we'll get to put that together and, and make it happen because uh, uh, not only is the fishing good, uh, we've met some of the greatest people uh, from that area fishing in Wisconsin and South Dakota, North Dakota and uh, down in Owensboro and different places we've been to tournaments and stuff and, and we met some really good friends out there and uh, you know I think it not only the fishing would be good but just to get to see them again and, and all that would be would be outstanding but uh, uh, I kind of got my heart set on Wheeler right now just simply because uh, Chuck has told us about the, the tournament coming up in January and, and um, that is something that uh, I'm really trying hard to get put together so that uh, we can make that happen. I, I really feel like we'll be able to, and maybe we'll do a little skipjacking while we're in the area and, and uh, stock stock up on a few, and uh, hopefully that's uh, uh, that's what uh, we'll get to do. So uh, we'll see. Uh, what about you, Chris? Where you want to fish? Well. My wife, you know, I'm sure you guys have heard the old expression, you know, poop in one hand and want in the other and see which one gets the fullest. Well, my one hand gets pretty full. <laughs> you yeah. can ask my wife. She'll tell you. <laughs> my one hand just seems to get full, even though it's just a one. <laughs> but there is a lot of places that I, I just, I mean... You know, I like a lot of guys, I'm sure, like, I know you guys probably didn't say it, but I know that you're thinking that you do it. Every body of water that you go to, especially new bodies of water, you know, the scenery, just, you know, just being out on the water, you know, there's lakes that are beautiful, there's bodies of water that are beautiful. You know, we, as catfishermen, a lot of us think catfish are beautiful, so, honestly, one of the one of the prettiest things that I've seen in you know, since I've been catfishing and stuff and really paying attention and really into it and everything. And I can't remember who it was, but it was a guy on Catfishing Pro, uh, the forums when they were up, that went and lived in Arizona, and I believe he kayak fished for flatheads out of uh, out of one of the rivers that might have been through the Grand Canyon area or something. But to me, I'm... Um, I'd love to do that. I'd love to go to Arizona and do that kayak fishing for them big flatheads. Um, is it the UK that has them big wells catfish? They have some. Scotland has them. Yeah, the, the wells catfish. I'd like to. I'd like to hook into one of them big old bad boys one time. Um, like you guys said, the red tail catfish. Those are beautiful catfish too. I'd love to catch one of those. Um, Red River. Uh, I believe that's where Durek fishes out of, right up there, the Red River. Yes. For them big old 30-pound plus channel cats, that that would be. I mean, for us guys that have fished, you know, lakes and rivers and things like that, out of all the fish, I mean, number one, if you, you the uh, river fish fight so much harder than a lake fish does. Um, not only that, normally you have that current as well that helps with that fight and and that whole fight is part of our uh, our adrenaline our thrill of, of catching catfish you know these big old fish that we have um, so the the fight with those is in a, in a river I think is much greater and I think channel cats pound for pound are probably the hardest fighting fish um, 
I know some flatheads are right there close. I don't think blues, all the blues I've ever caught aren't, they don't normally fight until they get up close to the boat. And then they, when they see the the top of that water, they see the boat and something's going on, that's about when they fight. And they're just so big and muscular, you know, they've got a few minutes of fight in them and then they're, they're tired out, they're whooped. But, um... I got a. I'd love to fish the James River. Um, I've fished on the on the river section of Wheeler, not down mainly on the lake. I've fished on Gunnersville. Uh, Gunnersville's a really nice place. I'd love to go to to Wheeler and Gunnersville again. Um, the Mississippi, over there. I'd love to go over there and fish. Um, I believe it was. Uh, I don't know if it's a Wells catfish or if, if, if there's another kind of catfish that I'm thinking of. It was on River Monsters um, where Jeremy Wade was talking about and he was showing that, the, I guess, the uh, the, bur the burial habits that these people had. Would, they would take almost the, the wooden raft and, and put the, the corpse on the raft and, and sort of light it on fire and let it go down the river. And these catfish were basically eating the remains of people and stuff and and the the catfish that he was catching were just or was talking about out in that area were, were i mean ginormous catfish you know three four hundred pound the gooch the gooch that's it the gooch yeah the gooch yeah yeah flathead with teeth it looks what it look like isn't badass yeah <laughs> so I, i'd love to catch one of those man that would be that would be great <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, it, me personally, there, there, there really is a lot of wants. There, you know, if I, if I had a bucket list, it would be to pretty much travel everywhere in the country where there was a catfish at, and and see the scenery and and try to catch that fish. You know, I mean, I really, really do just enjoy it. And I enjoy the catfishing. I enjoy the scenery and being outside and in, in the outdoors and nature and. Um. By the way, we did have a few few comments in the chat. I'm gonna scroll back up and read some of these comments. Um, we had Seth McAllister says Wheeler in St. Louis would he'd love to fish with Chuck at Wheeler. Um. Christopher Parker says he'd want to fish with me and hear my my uh my catfish call <laughs> you better not go to sleep because that's when I'll do it <laughs> I'll probably scare you out of the boat <laughs> uh, John Harden said he'd like to fish Wheeler as well and Chris Parker said he lives about 45 minutes from Wheeler so he's probably uh, down close to you isn't he there Chuck uh, he's up on the, the Tennessee line yeah he, he drives south to go um, to Wheeler I believe Robert Barger's uh, Potomac is good from October to December. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm two and a half hours from Wheeler. Um, yeah, I got to drive all the way to Birmingham and then drive uh, probably about two hours north uh, all the way to Decatur, and then it takes me. I mean, if I if I go below Gunnersville Dam, I can be there in an hour and. and in 15 minutes, but you know Wheeler's 60 miles long, and there's no good way to get from Gunnersville Dam to Decatur. Um, 
you know, unless you go all the way to Huntsville and back down, or you got to go almost all the way down toward Birmingham and then cut back up. You can get from Gunnersville down to Decatur by boat, probably twice as fast as you could get there by car. And and Chuck, uh, Seth is wanting to know uh, a little bit more information about the tournament. I guess that's going to be on Wheeler. Yeah, uh, you can go to AlabamaCatfishTrail.com, or you can go to Alabama Catfish Trails uh, Facebook page, and uh, all the information is on there. Uh, Vince Nadoski says he needs to fish with Lyle and Chuck. He got to mark one of his names off his list by fishing with me this past weekend. Uh, I had a good time fishing with you, Vince. It was uh, it was windy out there. It was a little bit cold, but I was fine. I actually uh, was kind of surprised out there that I, you know, I think I just I layered up correctly and I have just the right amount of fat to keep me warm. <laughs> but uh. It was it was tough conditions out there. I think you know maybe we should have we should have drifted some and possibly gone and hit some different areas. But you know we didn't do too bad. We caught we caught about eight fish out there this weekend, um, catching a lot of a lot of channel cats, and we caught a couple of them little tiny blues out there. And uh, you know we were fishing one of the the hardest hit areas by the commercial fishermen on that uh, Tanner's Creek, which is uh, what pool is that? That's the um, Marklin pool. So it was great fishing with you, Vince. I'm sure we'll do it again. By the way, he had that he had that Hummingbird Onyx on there, and man, I I really I, I know I have the 1199. That's a great unit too, but that Onyx was pretty, man. I I really really want one of them. <laughs> Hopefully, I'll have one. Did you get? Was you in Vince's boat with his or? Yeah, yeah. My lower unit in my boat is uh is is messed up on me. I, I just pulled it in the garage today, so hopefully in the next day or two uh, I'll get that lower unit off, take a look at it. But, so yeah, I, I just met met him down there. We went in his boat and and uh, put it to it. Like I said, we caught some fish. We just couldn't land any of the monsters, and you know we were we were battling the twenty twenty five mile an hour winds. I I thought that the white caps were going to be like three foot white caps, and really they weren't all that bad. It all it all just depends on which direction that wind is blowing. So I'm sure you get into some of them, you know, some of them bends and where the you know it's blowing the wrong way, you're going to get that crazy, crazy water. Um, let's see what well, we got. A couple more comments here. Chris Parker says some of the people he'd like to fish with would be. Steve Douglas, Casey Tudoro, Jeff Bridges, Chuck Davidson, Daniel Parsons. Ron Streeter says he'd love to go to the Red River, catch some 20, 30 pound channel cats. <coughs> mm-hmm. Virginia catfishing, love to fish the Red River as well. Jason Malone says I room. I guess he's in the Apple family or something. I don't know. I'm guessing he meant to say hi room. <laughs> um 
Aaron Wheatley says, if the snow will let him, he'll be at Wheeler for sure. Yep. Yeah, when, when you uh, when you hit these bucket list places, um, you know if if you're not totally confident in your in your fishing and everything, and you wanna and you wanna make sure you catch fish, mo most of these great fisheries have some really good guides if you research and you pick the right ones and make sure that they have all the right certifications and all. But um, you know, most of my bucket list uh, fisheries that I want to go to. Um, you know, are, are mostly without guides because I want to test myself, you know, and, and things I've learned through the years and, um, you know, and catch, target these fish and catch them on my own. That would be, that would be the challenge. Um, you know, not just run up to them and, um, you know, fish them for a day and turn around and come back. They, these would be places like the Red River. If I went up, I would at least want to be you know, on the river five days, you know, a, a couple of days driving each way. Um, you know, and there, there's also good guides at these places if you want to, you know, you know, take your little vacation and, you know, leave your rod and reels at home and just go up and see the scenery and all and go, go on a guide trip for one day also. Yeah. Let's see, a few other comments we had. Uh... Let's see, Aaron says he wants to hit the Missouri River with someone this winter. Um, yeah, Justin Browning and Chet Elliott won that, that extreme tournament this past weekend out of Tanner's Creek. I believe he had about 50 or 60 pounds. And that was three, that's a three-fish limit, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I think his big fish. Yeah, the big fish of the tournament. He got big fish and first place, and it was a 25-pound flathead. So that's 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 quite a few tournaments that I've seen now that are that big fish has been a flathead, and and that's that's kind that's really uncommon. That really is. This year's been a flathead year for the Ohio River. That is not just there. It's been a lot of other places too. <laughs> mm. Ron says you, if you go to fish with Casey, you got to fish with Casey out of his boat for the real experience. Yeah, Casey's Casey's got a little. It's a little uh, 16 or 17 foot sea art, and he has a little hand controlled trolling motor he puts off the side of it. And and I mean, I've I've always been kind of curious about somebody like Casey or something if they go and they get a. You know, they get a different boat. You know, a new. You know, it might be a deep V or whatever, and and completely different style of boat. And they get an iPod. They get all these new gadgets. You know, they don't have that same amount of control and stuff that they had in the in the same equipment. You know, how's that going to affect them in a tournament and stuff? You know, and not having everything the same that they've had and work. You know, work themselves up on. I know I'm changing the subject a little bit, but. <laughs> I just kind of, I was always kind of curious about that. Virginia catfishing, be cool to fish with Lyle. Uh, Vince says, when I went to the James, I went with Captain Hugh. That was a fun day. Ron says, Ron Streeter says, the Hugh brothers are awesome guys. Greg says, won Steve Douglas's contest, so he's at the top. 
Had one on Jordan in Alabama yesterday. Couldn't turn before he got off. Um, Vince says that flathead came off a tree in 58 foot of water. Jason Malone says bucket list fishing partner Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> um, Lake, you you follow? Might be productive. Shane Bates. Got a lot of guys in chat right now. You guys, uh, yeah, start telling us a little, you know, like where you want to go, um, you know, for, uh, let's say, let's start off with channel cats. Where where would you guys want to go? I know there's a few places for some good channel cats. Where would you guys want to see? Uh, close, you know, there's not very, uh, you know, you got to go to high lake reservoirs and stuff that, uh, you know, to get them around here. Um, you know, probably, you know, that there is good channel cats in the Tennessee River and stuff. Uh, no, but that's just hard to get them. You know, I've caught, you know, 12, 13 pounders. But, you know, the the Red River would probably be, you know, or, or you know, or Wisconsin. I'm going to say the uh, um, Mendota. Is it Lake Mendota? Mendota yeah. and Cherokee, yeah. Mendota and Cherokee. Well, they're 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 only separated by whatever separates them. I'm not sure it's a, it's some type, sort of dam up there. I never really seen it, but uh, yeah, that's that they got it going on up there now. Uh, I, I tell you, some place that you know, you're talking about Channel Cat. Um, I've been to to Cherokee and to Mendota, and I've been to the Red River, and they're they're all awesome places to fish, but. Uh, for a bucket list place that I haven't been, uh, Calamus in Nebraska right now would be very high on my list for channel cat. Uh, they got a lot of quality fish out there. Uh, a lot of people catch a lot of quality fish out there. They have tournaments out there. Um, I understand it's uh, pretty liberal limits if you if you decide to keep any, but uh, you know I, I have no desire in that when you're catching. The breeding size fish, which is what I'd be after, you need to turn those back. But uh, you know that that is becoming one of the premier places to catch monster channel cat, uh, and that's that's a place I want to try to get to. Yeah. Well, are are you are you filming out of the back room of a Walgreens pharmacy? No, I. <laughs> Just looking behind you, I see all kinds of pill bottles. <laughs> no, I I was I told you before the show started. I've been uh, moving the my whole room around up here to try to access some more room, and uh, I just moved everything over here till I get everything else put away. <laughs> now that's just my supply daily supply. Yeah. Oh, I I wouldn't even show mine. Mine's mine's up there too. What were yeah. you gonna say now, Chuck? I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, Calamus. That's where uh, you know we, when we asked Casey Tutro where where he was really wanting to go that he's never been before. That that's where he mentioned that he really wants to go fish also in Nebraska. Yeah. So you know I've heard a lot of other tournament anglers say that would be a a place, and these guys go out and catch you know really big big blue cats anytime they want, and you know they want to go chase channel cats also. So. That just tells you the you know the the quality of a fight in a channel cat is uh, probably pound per pound to me has been been the hardest fighting fish I've ever uh, caught in freshwater. 
Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. The, uh, you know, me personally, too, you know, I, I know I said the red and, and Mendota and things like that because I've never caught, I think, my big channel cat. And also, by the way, guys, while you're on here, tell us tell us what your big channel cats are. We're going to go through these fish. we got a little bit of time here, but tell us what your big channel cat is. Um, tell us where you'd like to get, where you've heard there might be either, it doesn't have to be, you know, giant catfish, but it, like myself, I'd love to go somewhere where I can catch, you know, 10 to 15 pounders nonstop all day long. That would be a blast to me. You know, so it doesn't have to be a place with 30 pound channel cats. Some, just some place that you know of that, that is just an excellent channel cat fishing area. But I, I mean, I know that. I recommended a lake that we have up north here. It's called Huntington Reservoir. It's not. It's only like a 1,600 acre lake or something like that, or 1,800 acres. I'm not sure exactly. It's not huge. Um, it has the Wabash River flowing into it and 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 then down through it. Um, it you know the Wabash up north isn't like the Wabash down south. It's it's like kind of like the White River. It's a lot shallower. Uh, but but the Huntington Lake, the cat, uh, ICA, Indiana Catfish Association, had their tournament out of there, and I believe last year, and it was the only tournament where every single boat in the tournament caught fish. Um, so it, it's a good lake to go and catch. You know, there's some there's some flatheads in there. There's not a lot, but there's just a ton of panel cats. And it's you know and I, and anybody who's friends with me on Facebook you you've probably seen me I go there it's about an hour drive for me but I go there quite a bit and I post all kinds of pictures and you might there's probably people who are like why is he posting pictures of seven and eight pound or twelve pound channel cats well to me that's you know it's a good time and I, and I just enjoy it and to me that that you know anything over a Eight pound, ten pound channel cats. It's a good channel cat for us around here. So I, I'm, you know, I'm respecting it and and enjoying myself. And I just I like to share. So let's see here. What we got in the uh, he, Robert Barges? Or well, Vince Nadoski says there's a local lake near him that produces fourteen to fifteen pounders each tournament. And one tournament this year produced a nice 20-pound channel cat. Not bad for an inland lake. Uh, Barges, Robert Barges says, In Madison, my smallest fish in three days was six pounds. And that was only, and that was the only single-digit fish. Most were 13 to 16 pounds. So is that Madison? Wisconsin. Wisconsin? Yeah, it was two years ago. We was up there. He fished a lot with Troy Hansen. In fact, it was raining one day, and they had fish swimming around in the bottom of their boat. It rain was raining so hard that the uh, Troy's boat had water in it, and they was catching fish so fast that they was swimming in the bottom of their boat. <laughs> and, and, and that's you know I'm surprised he caught single digit fish. We was up there three days. We never caught a channel cat under 14 pounds. And my personal best come from up there uh, was 28. Or let's see, 28.8 or 29.8. It's just shy of 30 pounds, and uh, in 20 minutes, Cindy put four in the boat over 20 pounds. So what kind of what kind of bait are you using for them big channel cats? Cut bluegill. Bluegill. Cut bluegill. One inch squares. 
Robert Barger says his biggest channel cat, 26 pounds out of the Potomac River. Uh, Ron Streeter says his big channel cat is 17 pounds out of White River. Jason Malone says Lake Schaefer is full of nice channel cats. Uh, John Harden says Kentucky State record channel is 32 pounds. That's a big channel cat for Kentucky. I, I'm I'm wondering if that if that came out of a lake or where that came from. I'm thinking it had to have been a lake, but. Ron says Hardy Lake has quality channels, which it does. We fished a tournament out of Hardy, and there was a lot of nice channels caught that at that. And I think that was the tournament. Hardy Lake was a tournament. My partner Daniel Lux and I, we were sitting there, and really just one of them nights where it was frustrating. You know, ICA fishes the 12-hour tournaments like 7:30 at night till 7:30 in the morning, so it gives you a lot of time to try to figure things out. But, I mean, it just seemed like, we, I think we started off drifting. Uh, we found the, the main channel out in the middle of the lake and started drifting it and, you know, drifting across it, drifting up on it. And wasn't doing real well doing that, so we decided to come in, you know, 20 feet off of it and, and is up about 7 foot, you know, difference on a different ledge there. We We fished that for a while. Really wasn't doing anything there, so... We ended up moving up even shallower, and, and we drifted and anchored up in shallower water. We just we couldn't do anything. Um, we moved all the way near, you know, to the dam. Tried to fish off the rocks and, and a lot of structure. Uh, tried fishing trees. It just we just weren't doing anything, and I think we had about three hours to go in the tournament, and we decided we're just going to run all the way uh, up into the river section which was the complete opposite side of this lake. And when we got anchored up and we got sitting there, we had about, I want to say, maybe 45 minutes, before, 45 minutes till we had to leave until we got our first fish in the boat. And then it was just on. I mean, we caught all of our fish in that 45-minute in that stretch before we had to leave uh, in the morning. And we caught some really nice, you know, we're talking the the nine to thirteen pound channel cats, I believe. So, and there was a lot of those brought in. There was a lot of them big old channels brought in. Not to change the subject off of channel cat fishing, and we can go right back to it. But Phil Brown just sent me a message, and he said, "I'd like to be watching the show, but we are down here in Alabama with no reception and good fishing." Top five tournament fish with two overs and three unders, 164 pounds. Yep. He's got he's got the only excuse we allow for not watching the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. That's that's getting it on, boys. Yeah. That is. Uh, the this this time of year, uh, it is st really starting to pick up. Uh, this is when uh, all you, you'll start seeing all, all the guides that you know through the year they haven't posted you know really big limits for the days and stuff. Um, you know, starting right now, you, you'll start seeing the uh, you know Jason Bridges, you know Mike Mitchell and them guys. Well, matter of fact, today uh, Jason Bridges took out two guys. They caught seven fish for 345 pounds. They caught a 88 pounder, 
Uh, one guy got his personal best, 68 pounds, and they caught a, a 21, 35, 40, 45, and a 48. So, um, you know, Wheeler Lake's heating up, and it's, um, you know, this time of year, the big ones start moving into the deeper water, and um, they're a whole lot of fun to catch. I tell you what, man, if I was him, I don't know if you guys watch, like, Swamp People or whatever, I'd, I'd have, you know... I think it's Liz or something that she has that that electric winch type crane thing that'd be pulling them gators up over the side of the boat. That's what I'd be having, <laughs> pulling them eighty pounder, ninety pound fish up over the side. I'd be I'd be winching them up. Oh yeah, they'll they'll uh, they're heavy trying to get them in the boat. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean after you after you're the one who fought them, uh, you know, for about ten minutes. Your arms already like Jello, and uh, you know if you're the one that has to to get them into the boat. Also, after the long fight, it's very hard. Uh, if you've got help, that's good. But uh, you know, a after I caught that uh, 84 pounder, uh, my arms were su such Jello I I couldn't even hardly hold him. <laughs> if I would have been fresh and not fought him, it would have been fine. But just um, you know, my I was just wore out from it, you know, and you know, some of these guys go up there and they have these unbelievable days where they catch, you know, six or seven fish over fifty pounds. That they, they gotta be, you know, wore out and get a good night's sleep that night because you know, just catching a couple over fifty I have before, you know, that that'll get them arms burning. And and this is how out of shape I am. Uh that extreme cat fishing tournament that we just fished um, Chad allows up to 10 rods per boat, so if you got a Kentucky license, uh, you know, we were fishing with five poles apiece. Myself, I'm, I'm pretty out of shape, I ain't gonna lie, because just reeling up five poles, I'm going, my god, <laughs> I'm tired of reeling, how far did I cast this thing? And when I get down, I get to pull an anchor up. <laughs> I'm sitting there, I mean, it was, it's bad stuff, huh? <laughs> I couldn't imagine having to winch up 80 90 pound fish too along with that <laughs> yeah the uh you know the the world record channel cat is uh what 58 pounds out of Santa cooper um has anybody heard of any other big channel cats come out of the Santa cooper here in the past you know four or five years that i, I my brother-in-law caught his biggest channel cat out there i think it was 26 pounds um and that i it's been within the last 15 years, but I just don't know if, if there is abundant. I think the world record was caught in the 50s or 60s, but uh, I just don't know if, if the big blues, uh, you know, rent their habitat where they wouldn't able to grow as big as they used to or what. Excuse me. I know Harden, John Harden said uh, that the record of that 32-pound out of Kentucky came out of the Ohio River uh, in Boyd County in 2004. Um, Robert Barger says he thinks he might have a pick of them swimming in the in the bottom of the boat there. <laughs> I know I've got a picture of it. Vince Nadoski says Ohio's channel cat record thirty seven pounds. Um, so far, it's what we got there. But well, the Missouri I mean, State record on channel cat, I think, is thirty four something or other. But I, they actually used to have pictures of that posted. 
And if you look at that picture, that that was not a channel cat; it was a blue, and uh, mm -hmm. nobody really knew the difference in them days. But uh, I mean, it's a really, really old record, and the picture is really, really old. But you can look at the fins and tell the anal fin and tell that it was not a channel cat. And uh, the Santa Cooper fish? No, the one, the Missouri record. Oh. Yeah, there's not even a picture. I tried to research and find a picture of the 40-pound channel cat caught in Alabama in 1967, and the, nobody, everybody's saying there is not a picture of it. It was caught here in uh, Inland Lake, um, and some spots of that lake are, uh, you know, 180 feet deep, and, um, you know, that it could probably hide some monsters in there, but, you know... I've I've caught very few catfish in there, so I don't know, you know, what the guy was using or you know anything like that. I believe that lake was dammed up in the 40s, maybe it's um, and now it's a, a lake that they get uh, a lot of Birmingham's drinking water out of, so it's a really really clean uh, high reservoir lake. Um, but it would be interesting to actually have a tournament in a lake like that and have a bunch of guys go out and compete and see what kind of catfish that can come out of a lake like that when there's not too many people actually going in and targeting those fish. Um, we got a, Greg said, Greg's got a question for us. It says, do you all fish deeper in the winter? Chuck made the comment, fish are moving to deeper water. He's, he's kind of new to all this. Myself, personally, Greg, um, once the water gets below about 50 degrees, I, I kind of start looking for the deeper holes, and I also start to bait down a little bit, uh, smaller chunks of bait. Um, that's that's myself, personally. You can uh, Chuck and Lyle, if you got... The, you know, the, the, the way uh, blue cats... Um, you know, they, they kind of do a migration thing. When when it's time for them to spawn, uh, they all start heading upriver, and, you know, they kind of hit the dam and turn around and spread out and spawn. Not all of them go upriver. A lot of them go in tributaries and stuff. Um, but, you know, after they uh, come off spawn, uh, they start trying to get their energy back. They're, they're very spread out, uh, you know, and that – you know, about the end of summer and fall, that that's when they start trying to do, they start regrouping a little bit, and you'll kind of see them in, you know, you'll see a bunch of 40s and 50-pounders that hang out in the same areas, and you might see some 60s and 70s and 80s. So they kind of group up a little bit in size groups. But, you know, that they don't actually, I think over, you know, the fall, they, they just start moving uh, you know, back down river, and um, it's not exactly just deep water, but, you know, they go and, and spread back out, so they'll have uh, plenty of food and not have to compete with all the other ones. And uh, you, you'll still find them on, uh, you know, 30, 35-foot, you know, flats and stuff like that in the winter. Uh, you don't really have to heat, you know, you can get out on a winter day and, um, you know, do some very, very slow drifts across flats and stuff, and you can still catch them. But, um, you know, that's the time that I go try to find them. You know, when they're running current, um, you know, I try to find them on these drop-offs behind uh, humps and, you know, 
down in the holes where they're down out of the current. You'll see a few of them grouped up together, and I'll mark the spot and turn around and, uh, you know, anchor down and, and cast where I mark the fish and, uh, you know, see if they're going to feed. And uh, that's been my best way to uh, really target them during the wintertime. What about yourself, Lyle? I'm sorry, I was looking at this fish. Phil sent me a picture of. What was the question? Um, deeper water. Yeah, uh, during the winter. Yeah, you fish deeper, deeper during water, the winter. Um, usually, if we're fishing wintertime, we're looking for deeper water. Unless the sun's been out shining really bright for a couple of days, if it has, uh, a lot of times I'll go up to a sandbar or a flat and. Uh, uh, check and see if there's any fish right on the edge of that because a lot of times the shad and stuff will be up feeding on uh, in the shallow water and, and uh, uh, blues and will be up there waiting for them to come back off of there into the deeper water and the drop offs usually a really good spot so uh, and if it's you know 10, 12, 15 foot a lot of times they'll go up there after them shad if they're up in there in that shallow so uh, it depends on weather conditions but you know, if it's been cold for a week or so, or you're having a cold front move through, or dropping temperatures or something, and yeah, deep water is uh, is where I'd be looking. And and I'm, when I talk about deep water, I'm looking 25 to 50 foot. I rarely ever fish over 40, but uh, on occasion I will go a little bit deeper. I know a lot of guys fish 60, 70 foot. I'm not I'm not a fan of that myself. I usually don't have very good luck there, so I just usually don't mess with it. But uh, you know, and, and one other thing I'll mention, um, colder weather, shad work better for me than they do in, in warmer weather. And, you know, I know there's a lot of guys that watch the show that are fans of using Asian carp for bait. Uh, my experience with that has been the hotter the temperature, the better that stuff works. And I don't have any kind of success rate uh, with it in the wintertime or even this time of year when it's <clears throat> the water starts to cool down. Skipjack and shad is, is the go-to baits. Uh, I don't even use uh, cut bluegill this time of the year for channel cat. I, I'll still be using my shad and stuff. So uh, just food for thought. Well, Greg, I hope I hope that helped a little bit. I, myself personally, I can't honestly say I'm a great winter fisherman. I, I and I've always felt like the fish are are grouped up in specific holes, and and you have to know where them holes are at. Uh, and, and I'm just not, you know, I mean, I'm not close enough to the Ohio River where I can be on it all the time, and and I do need to learn. You know, I need to get out with some guys that do know some of them in wintering holes because there's, there's a few tournaments during the winter that I hit, and, you know, I normally just don't, I don't do very well during the winter, so uh, I, I, I've always been told and, and taught that they're in the deeper water, and, and like Lyle just said, that shad's a, a better bait for the wintertime. Mm -hmm. uh, it's good all year, but you know, there's times of the year where different baits just seem to produce a little better than than other times of the year. And so, that, yeah, the shad—that's what in the winter time. Uh, you know, the people have heard of sh uh, shad kills. Uh, there's a lots of shad that die off, and and that's what they're expecting to eat, and that's what they're, uh, you know, they got their sensories detected mostly for shad. Uh, because they know there's going to be abundance of it, and that's what they're going to be, you know, going after. So that's why it's such a good bait in the winter time. Uh, I hardly, you know, I'll fish probably half skipjack and half shad, 
and mostly I just use the skipjack for uh, you know scent trail reasons, and I usually end up hitting the large gizzard sheds. Greg said Alabama's uh, record is 40 pounds, and uh, Vince said the 58 world record is thought to be a blue as well. Um, I also had a question for you guys on on you know Chuck and Lyle. And everybody watching the show, I'm just kind of curious about it. Have you guys ever caught a fish in over 120 foot of water? A catfish? No. Uh, you broke up. I didn't hear what you asked. Has, has anybody ever caught a catfish in over 120 foot of water? No. Any, any of you guys watching in the chat here, if you've you know, if uh, I've been in some water where there's over 120 foot deep, and you know, I'm kind of curious if the pressure is just too much when you start hitting a certain depth down there. Um, you know, do guys do guys actually look for for catfish in that in that deep of water, or I don't. I I believe they could get used to it. Um, I just don't. You know. The, the temperatures that's down there, that may be somewhere, um, I don't know if they would go quite that deep um, if they wanted to cool off in the summer. Um, but it okay. just, you just, I just don't see the food being down there for them to uh, want to be down that deep. Well, I guess another question for you guys and for everybody in the chat right now, what's the deepest water that you've caught a catfish in? Um, 80, 85. 60. I myself, I've caught, well, me and my son, we caught the, uh, I believe we caught the 35-pound blue last year on the Ohio River in about 80 to 85 foot of water. But you know we may we may be missing out on the uh, the big ones by you know not trying that. Let's see, let's see. Vince Nadoski says, 103 foot of water. He got a one pounder. <laughs> oh really? Uh, Jason Malone. I says, find it hard to believe it. Yeah. Jason Malone says never caught one over 50 foot. Robert Rogers says never fished more than 90 foot. Ron Streeter says uh, 125. He got a blue uh, in 125 foot of water. Uh, he had to burp it three times. Harden says his deepest about 70 is. Uh, Greg says about 70. And um, Mr. Seark, which is uh, oh. Uh, I know his name. <laughs> I'm just drawing a blank right now. Um, Justin, yeah, old Justin Browning. He says 85 foot of water is about the deepest he's caught a fish in. Um, there's a picture. What what what's the picture you posted there? I did it come up. That was a boat. Should be the one of Phil Brown. He's in my spot. Yeah. <laughs> he just sent me that picture. I just thought I'd share with the guys in chat. It's a 63 pounder they caught today. He's in my spot. Well, 
<laughs> That's between you and him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will mention that to him, though, uh, right now. <laughs> yeah, Justin, I got it before you posted it. I know your name. It was just slipping on me. You know, I'm getting older. But, uh, yeah, by the way, Justin, congratulations on that win this weekend. You were out there busting it, man. I don't know how you decided to to drift out there in that 25-mile-an-hour wind, but you did it. You know, speaking of that, and, and that uh, congratulations then, guys. That's an awesome job they've done out there. Uh, Jason Acock today landed a 70-pounder on the Mississippi River down in the, the southern, uh, southeastern part of uh, Missouri somewhere today. That's a great fish. Uh, kudos to them guys for putting that baby in the boat. Yeah. Did he Did he have his son with him? I don't believe so. I, I you know I I seen that post this afternoon and uh, <clears throat> I'm, I I think his son probably was in school. I'd be guessing. Well, guys, I'm gonna um, let everybody know that we still do have the uh, the giveaway going right now for um, the. Uh, Gary Turner's guide service, the uh, Gone Fishing Adventures. Um, we're giving away a free full day guided trip with him down in Georgia. Um, basically, all you got to do is go over to his Facebook page of Gone Fishing Adventures. Uh, when, you look, when you look that up, you'll like his page. Um, down in, and on his page, you'll see a picture with him holding a big old blue. Uh, and I'll, it'll say something on it about Catfish Weekly and Gone Fishing Adventures, and and all you gotta do is post a comment on that picture, like that picture, and post a comment on it, and just mention Catfish Weekly um, in the comment, and you'll be entered to win. And I believe the end of this month is when we're gonna draw a winner for that, and that'll be for for next year. Um, pretty much any time I believe that he's he's guiding, you know, you can set it up with him and. Go down there and get a free full day guided trip with him. Um, so, so go over there, like his page. Even if you don't plan on going and, and you don't want to enter the contest, go check his page out and give it a like. Um, he's a great guy. Uh, he, he definitely is one of the better people in the world, and I, I enjoy hanging out with him. Um, besides that, I believe... Uh, We've had some people post on Catfish Weekly. I don't have names written down, but uh, next week I'll get I'll uh, I'll have some names written down, and we'll get we'll do the uh, uh, angler spotlight. You know, thanks for posting on the on the site and all that, and you guys keep it up. Um, I do again. I want to thank everybody that showed up today. You know, and they're taking part, getting in the chat. The chat thing seems to be working out pretty good. Um, you know, we're getting 15, 20 guys in the chat talking with us and, and you know, really taking part of the show and, and watching the show and everything, and that's awesome. I mean, I know we, we're just, we're loving it. We're loving that you guys are loving it, man. But, uh, yeah, as far as, as, far as uh, other places to fish, what about, let's, let's, We'll give it. We'll give it a little bit more here because I know I don't know about you guys, but I want to go watch a Colts game. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm watch the Colts game. They're winning three to nothing. <laughs> well, I don't have a friggin' TV in here. 
If y'all if y'all had a chance to go um, for a four day weekend, uh, driving distance from your house, um, which you, you you know close enough to where you're gonna fish more than you drive, uh, but where would you go uh, for for your flathead adventure? Myself, and I'm gonna I'm gonna answer you. I'm thinking. Probably the mommy. That's just up. That's in the the northern part of Indiana and Ohio. It's, it's a river up there that um, there's been a lot. I mean, I, I remember uh, oh, it was a guy on the BOC that I think his name was Tim that used to post like 70, 70 pound flatheads, seventy eighty pound flatheads. I mean, just monster flatheads and. Um, you know, there's there's been a lot of reports of some nice flatheads coming out up there. Is it a, a nice fishery? It's not fished out. A lot of lamb lines and trot lines and all that. It's a pretty. I've I've never been there. Uh, I know it's. I could probably get to it in under three or four hours. So it's not like it's terribly far. I just have never gone there, and and from what I've heard, it's not fished out. I I, I believe Don Sweet just posted a one of his episodes on Facebook or something and he was fishing out of that that place and they they I know they busted uh looked like quite a few decent little flatheads out of it and just the, in the one or two nights I guess that they were there Yeah that I mean that's why I like this uh you know Navionics um you know boating app on the phone you can actually uh you know Using it with uh, Google Earth, uh, you you can find some really good fishing spots. Especially, you know, if you wanted to just throw your rods in the truck and go fish from the bank, uh, you know, you can use this app and uh, you know find some really good places. Uh, I I've, I've found a couple of places I'm dying to go to just to fish from the bank. Uh, it, it's been a great help for me having this app. Mr. Seark, which is Justin, says it, it it is it used to be good. It's not what it used to be. He says he's fished it quite a few times. Um, I mean, for for what's around me, I I, I don't know. I, on the on the Ohio River, I've caught some that are 20 pounds and stuff. I I just don't know too many places um, with the large flatheads that I've you know that I could get to in, in a short amount of time. I'm thinking that between maybe like um, the Ohio River up there by Pennsylvania, underneath Pennsylvania, I know they've been catching some good flatheads in that area. That's like, uh, um, oh, who was it? Gordon, I think it's Joe Gordon or some like somebody like that, and Tim Sites. It's all up in there, right? Their stretch of the woods. Yeah, I see them post some very nice fish. Yeah, they catch some good ones. If I was going to do that, I wouldn't have to leave my house. I'd be home every night. I got the Mississippi River here and uh, uh, Salt River, both, uh, which is what they make Mark Twain Lake out of. And both of them have got very good quality flathead fishing in it, so I could sleep in my own bed and go fishing too. Oh yeah. Ben says that me and him need to hit the Kanawha. Kanawha. 
which I've never even heard of, so. But, uh, I was just going to ask something, what was it? <laughs> it really does suck to get old. Yeah, just wait. <laughs> I won't be able to do this if it gets much worse. <laughs> You'll be fine. I'll be like, you got to put a rod in your hand. Just put, you come to any one of us and just put it in your hands. <laughs> you just, you just got to feel our rods. That's all I'm saying. Oh, baby. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, by the way, you guys, if, if you go to the Catfish Weekly uh, face, Facebook page, you'll see the sort of blooper video. We were talking about the Black Horse Custom Rods and... I didn't really specify, and I didn't catch on until just a little too late into it. So uh, it kind of got me off a little bit. And... Yeah, and we had a little bit of a live audit audience, and it was uh, it was very very funny. <laughs> oh, it it threw me it off. Really yeah, we had a blast with it. I'm, uh, you know. Heath or Jason one sent me uh, that link um, last night or night four, and then last night I said, you know, did you want me to post that on Catfish Wishly? I said, absolutely. You know, this this little clip of, uh, and they're working diligently on our interview sessions down at the Owensboro, so uh, should be finishing that up here shortly, and we'll get that posted up. But uh, you know. We only really had one of those. I guess they called them aha moments, but it was quite comical, and uh, it got so funny that we just, you know, we couldn't stop. <laughs> it just kept going on and on and on, and everybody in there was laughing, and that made it harder for the rest of us to quit. The main culprit was your wife. Cindy. I know. I know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she was just just back there going, and I and that just kept me going. No, it was a good time. It really was. I'm looking forward to doing that again next year. Yep. Well, oh yeah, that's what, I know what I was going to ask. Um, all you guys, since we got you in chat here right now, um, give us some ideas. Maybe what you want us to talk about next week. Throw up some ideas for us. Uh, I, I was thinking possibly. Uh, Maybe uh, just ideas for the old for our dream catfishing boat, you know, like how we design it, what we change, what's out there right now. Um, but you know, just if you guys have any ideas, something that you want to hear us talking about, post it up here. And why do I keep hanging up on you? Um, you don't call me, Ron. I don't know who you're talking to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, probably because my caller ID says it's you. That's what I mean. <laughs> I keep trying to hit decline the call, but for whatever reason, it accepts it. <laughs> but yeah, give us some ideas. You guys got any ideas what you want to want to hear us talking about? Or I know there's a, there's a delay, so we got to sit here and. Wait for you to catch up. If there's any kind of uh, special guest, um, you know, come on, we're we're gonna try to get uh, another um, conservation uh, biologist on. They're they're really um, 
you know, good to have on. Uh, you get to see the, you know, the scientific side of, uh, you know, the catfish and, you know, all that stuff. That was a really good show when we had them on. I had a, uh, the, there's, I can get the conservation guy on, but they, he can't do uh, from his house, and I don't have the room to put him here beside me uh, where I'm at. So we're, we'll get that figured out, and we'll get them on. And and um, I talked to Brian Kennedy last week. Uh, he is supposed to get back with me on what they found out from the testing they done on the Mississippi River this year and get me some results. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. And um, I did talk last week with Debbie Bruce from, uh, she is the head of fisheries for the state of Illinois. And I told her basically uh, what we would like to get her on the show and, and some of the questions that would be put to her. And uh, she was very receptive to that. I look forward to her contacting me. She had told me this week she would try to get back with me this week and make sure that she had everything that we needed uh, so that she could do a show with us, and I think that'll be really good. But and, and I, you know, I told her that we was not going to be nasty with her, but there would be some hardcore questions because uh, people in several states feel like that Illinois is the holdup uh, to get something done. And uh, you know, and 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 she uh, a year or so ago, she had a lot of this stuff thrown on her that she did not know about that Illinois was not stepping up to the plate and get some of this stuff done. So I really feel like uh, she wants to to try to progress and help us get something done and, and wasn't aware of the fact that uh, I have, you know, that's the feeling I get from a very nice lady looking forward for a phone call because I think it, uh, it would be really good to get her perspective and her point of view on on what Illinois is doing, and she did tell me that they are doing some research and some studies right now. So, uh, uh, if she could get on here with us, and uh, uh, maybe we could find out what they are uh, in line to to do and, and try to, to. The more people we get involved in this, uh, the better off it would it would be for all of us. So, uh, hopefully, uh, I can get you know she'll get in touch with me this week, and we can get things worked out to to have her on here. Uh, you know, and we've got some other stuff in works too. So uh, uh, it'll be really good. Uh, you know, as as time comes along, we just uh, uh, there for a while. We got really hot and heavy about putting people on whether they had uh, the setup for the video or not, and uh, we're trying to do it right so everybody can see and and uh, talk to everybody that's on here. So uh, just bear with us, and we'll get some more good people back on here. Lyle and Chuck, what do you guys think about next week? Uh, um, doing the the ultimate catfish boat. That sounds perfect. Yeah, I'm good with that. Alright guys, well, all you guys that are on here now, start thinking about what you'd want on your perfect ultimate catfish boat. Uh, we'll probably talk about what's out there right now that's, you know, with the boat lines that's catfish uh, specific. Um, just a little bit out, out there, give them a little bit of a shout out for starting to recognize the catfishing world there. So, um, probably go ahead and get ready to close this show out if you guys are ready but like I said you guys um, start thinking about what you'd want on your ultimate catfish boat come into chat next week uh, tell us what it is we'll, we'll talk about it we'll get it going and maybe some of these <laughs> boat manufacturers will be listening and on the right page and, but uh, if you guys are ready then 
I'll go ahead and let Chuck start us off on the, on the closing statements. Yeah, I just uh, I hope everybody can get down here for the uh, the, the January third tournament. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a really good time. And if you know if you need any information on it, uh, there's still uh, prize packages coming together. Um, Daniel Parsons is working really hard on it. He got his uh, LLC and everything done today, so the trail is now a um, a company. Um, uh, that that way he will be able to uh, approach these cities, and uh, if if you have a trail that's a LLC, you have a better chance of getting voted in for uh, added money and, and stuff like that. So, you know, hopefully, um, you know, within the next few years, uh, if he keeps this um, this winter time tournament going, you know, hopefully we can you know grow it very big. Um, I'll help him any way he can to help push it. So, uh, if y'all need to uh, need to know anything, just send him a message on Alabama Catfish Trail uh, Facebook page, and uh, he'll get back with you as soon as he can. the The rules and everything's posted on there already. Um, all I know is that the uh, the the big fish is going to be a prize pack, and um, he's already got a pretty good prize uh, prize pack. Uh, figured out and there's some more stuff coming and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. That's all I got. All right, all right Lyle. Uh, I just wanted to mention this and I don't I don't think we talked about it on the show last week. Uh, you know everybody's interested in making catfishing tournaments a bigger deal and uh, we've all come to the general conclusion that what it's going to take is is big companies to step up and get in uh, I had a conversation with Brad Kilpatrick before this was put out to the public since then. It's been released that uh, Lund Boats is stepping up uh, to get behind Kansas City Catfishing in a big way next year, and congratulations to them on that. Uh, Lund is an outstanding boat company. Uh, with what they're bringing to the table, some of these other manufacturers not just boat manufacturers, but other companies are going to have to step up to the plate too. Uh, we are on our way to making catfish tournaments uh, excel. In the next five years, I look forward to really take off and go. So uh, this is going to be a great thing for all of us, and, and it's, I'm really glad to see Lynn stepping up here, and, and they will be coming out with a catfishing boat. I don't think it's going to be today or tomorrow, but they are working on it, and I'm quite sure when they come out with it, it'll be an outstanding product. Uh, we're not doing any tournaments right now, so uh, there's only one other thing that I'd like to, to mention to everybody. Uh, tomorrow is election day. This is our midterm. Uh, elections uh, in between the major elections uh, for presidential elections and stuff like that. If you guys are concerned about catfish conservation, if you're concerned about your hunting rights, if you want to bitch about something that's going on in government, exercise your rights, go out and vote. If you don't vote, you really have no reason to complain about what happens. Do, do what's right. Make an honest, intelligent decision. Don't just go vote Democrat or just, don't just go vote Republican. Try to pick the person that you feel will do the best job for what you believe in, and let's get it done. All right. Uh, yeah, like I, going back a little bit for for next week's show, um, 
uh, Ron made some good statements. Think about how you'd want to set it up too. You know, I mean, think about um, you know what kind of console you'd want on it—a side console, dual console, where you'd want it at. Uh, what kind of what kind of electronics and stuff would you want? What kind of how would you rig it? How would you set it up? Uh, think about all those things and and write it down or you know keep it in your head or something and and make sure that uh, next week you get on the show and and get on the chat and and let us know because we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. It should be a pretty good episode as well. Um, again, um, I do know that I just got done with. Most of the tournaments, so I know that you know Aaron Wheatley wants to have an advertisement up on the site, uh, but there's other advertisement spots available. Um, as you can see, the the pricing is right there on it: fifty dollars for six months, thirty bucks for three months. Uh, just get a hold of me, and let me know. We'll get you set up. Um, everybody that's been advertising with us, thank you very much. Um, also, like I said earlier in the show. Go go check out Gary Turner's Gone Fishing Adventures. Like the page. Uh, if you're interested, get in on that contest by doing what I told you to do. Um, also, you know, we have a forums. I know forums are, are kind of getting outdated right now. Not a lot of people using them, but, you know, we have one. And, and if you want to use it, you know, it's there to be used. So it's got a, uh, a paid version of anti-spam, so no more spam on it. Um, and... So I think that's about all we have. Just look forward to next week. Thanks, everybody, for showing up. And like always, make sure that uh, if you're out there fishing and I'm out there too, that you just stay out of my spot. <laughs>